Hey folks, Randy Barfield here with Barfield Home Inspection Services with another episode of Under the Roof with Randy Barfield. So today we're joined by the lovely and talented Ashley Schlosser and Mary Green from Live Out Loud. Hey guys. Hey Randy, how's it going? Good, how are y'all? It's getting hot out there. Staying cool. We're in We're in the, uh, the Casa Kitchen today. Our little studio air conditioner kind of went out last night. Wasn't cooling, so we moved into the kitchen so you might have a little bit of more acoustic sound that's because we're bouncing out the stone walls it's just all the resonance people yeah. i think people are gonna love it and the good news is it meant that we also got to have breakfast Brisket courtesy tacos. of randy which I, was incredible i was gonna say this sounds just bouncing off the brisket he's got so much brisket in here guys he just packs it in his cabinets and yeah. his fridge it's and like a meat a meat market in yeah. here it's, it's great like it. And we got a beautiful view of the green belt and the pool. And our golden Zuzu is running around here somewhere. She might make an appearance and say something. Who knows? We can only hope. <laughs> well, it's great to be with you on another Friday morning, Randy, as we get ready to kick off summer. I think yep. we're looking for temps in the triple digits. Triple digits, yep. Probably until what? Maybe September? Probably, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we do get rain in August, you know, hopefully we'll get like some rain and it cools it off. Um, if we do get into triple digits for an extended period of time, we're going to be into, we're already starting some water conservation. I think Austin, the city of Austin and Travis County might be doing some water restrictions already. And then the other counties will probably follow suit if we don't get rain pretty soon. And of course there's a bigger demand for your pool water and your sprinkler water, your lawn water. So that means the treatment plants are going to be running overtime to try to keep the water treated for people to drink. So that's probably why we'll start having more water restrictions, which we do every summer. So it's just kind of part of what goes along with Texas summer. I think yeah. we're all pretty well acclimated to it at this point. And just follow your yeah. your watering days. Be conscientious about the water that you're using inside your home. Yep. Anything else that people can do that's kind of commonsensical? Yeah. I mean, well, it's very important for people to water around their foundation to keep the soil from drying out. And you can, if you don't have a sprinkler system, you can buy some inexpensive soaker hoses and a timer and use that. And, or, you know, hose-in sprinkler system that you can buy and put on there. But if you do have a sprinkler system, the most important thing right now is to go back out to your controller and check your time and your date and your program. Uh, make sure your time is set and then probably run it on a manual mode and see if you got any broken or leaking or damaged sprinkler heads. And if so, you need to call somebody to come out and get them working properly so you don't waste water. So I think they're gonna have to be handing out actual fines this year. That's what I've heard for people not watering on or, or watering on non on their non days. Wow! So that must mean it's probably pretty serious. That like they're yeah, I think they're, kinda... they're gearing up. I think they are expecting it to be pretty serious this year. So. so how do you deal with that one neighbor that just is obsessed with his lawn and just waters all the time? You're not doing your yard any good to water every day because the roots get shorter the more water they get. Our water our yard can survive on one day a week. Uh, it might turn a little bit more or less green, more brown, but it'll survive if it's Bermuda or Zoosa. Uh St. Augustine, of course, needs more water, but it'll still survive. It may not be really lush and green, 
by watering it once a week, but it'll stay fairly green and healthy. And if you put down your, your fertilizers in the spring, hopefully you're using natural fertilizer, liquid seaweed, or some type of organic material that's not hurting the fishes and streams. But whatever you're using, you put it down already, so you've already put the nutrients into the ground, and now um, they should survive. Um, it's when you start skipping your days or not watering enough. Sometimes you have to increase your run times on your watering day. Instead of going from 30 minutes, you might go to 45 minutes on a particular zone. Just get enough water in there. And better to water around dusk, right? When the sun's setting? Start, yeah, get it, actually get it done. Make sure your water, your watering is done about an hour before the sun comes up. Whatever you got to do, depending on how many zones you got. If you got 12 zones and you're running them 45 minutes in each, then you need to start it so that it's done about an hour before the sun comes up. So Yeah, I'm historically a really light sleeper and I always think about summer as my like the sprinklers are my rooster of mm. like hearing them about an hour before I actually want to wake up. Yep. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, with water kind of conservation in mind, temperatures heating up, mm -hmm. I think all of us, present company included, are thinking about how we're going to cool off this yeah. summer. So what's your favorite way to do that, Randy? Well, unfortunately, I built a pool with this house, and I get home, do my reports, get them all sent out, get all the scheduling done, and then I'm in the pool. And I jump in, put my snorkel mask on, get down in there, see if there's any algae or anything growing, and start swimming around and scrubbing. And then I'm playing, me and Zoo and, and my wife Carrie are playing in the pool and playing with Zoo. It's cooling off. It sounds like the perfect way to enjoy a Central Texas summer. And we were actually just outside and talking about the fact that pretty much everybody on your street is um, yep. following in your footsteps. Yep. Pretty much every neighbor I have right now uh, that I can see is putting a pool <laughs> in or has put a pool in in the last two years. So, Yeah, I think uh, the hotter it gets, the more everyone needs that pool in their backyard. Yeah, I think, you know, with COVID and everything and people being shut in, I think everybody realized, uh, let's have some fun. Let's make something where we can enjoy something. I mean, the backyard is great if you've done a lot of landscaping like you and Jordan have, Mary, and then, and uh, y'all got your beautiful backyard, but sometimes you got to take a next step and get a pool. Yeah, and, Living the dream. and to your point, I mean, we pulled some stats, and at this moment in time, so June 2022, the residential swimming pool construction industry is yep. a $10 billion industry in the United States. And it's growing at about two and a half percent year over year for the past five years with projections for that to actually increase. Mm -hmm. Um, like you said, COVID real and the lockdown really mm -hmm. spurred a ton of people to consider well, how they're spending time at home. People's equity in their home went up really fast with the market. And the, and the comps and um, what houses were selling for. And so people that were living there, all of a sudden the value of their house doubled. And so they were able to take out the, you know, a home equity loan rate was pretty low. So why not take out a home equity loan and buy yourself a pool? And a lot of people did. So, and then see an additional five to 8% value add to your home because of that pool. Sure. 
Um, I don't know that you ever get exactly what you get back, what you put into the pool on initial construction costs, but without a doubt, you will get some. There's a, there's a certain value to the pool because a lot of people want pools. Yeah, there's enough of a market for it, for yeah. sure. And pools are a lot of fun, but you got to remember a pool is a lot of maintenance. Well, you actually just told us the four key rules of yeah. being a responsible pool owner. So run those by us again, Randy. Yeah, number one is maintenance. Uh, number two is maintenance. Uh, number three is maintenance. And number four, <laughs> most important, is maintenance. Mm. It's maintenance. It's maintenance all the time. It's cleaning. And you, depending on if you have a chlorine, freshwater chlorine pool or a saltwater pool, there's maintenance. There's cleaning and there's maintenance. Can you um, walk us through those two different types of pools real yeah. quick? Well, a freshwater pool is exactly that. It's just freshwater. And so in order to prevent your biggest enemy in a pool is algae. Uh, you don't want algae to build up. So um, organic material falls in the pool from pollen, from leaves. In my case, it's dog hair uh, or grass clippings from zoo because I have a golden retriever that has to get in the pool every day, <laughs> every single day. <laughs> so all that gets in the pool and that creates that you know creates phosphates and phosphate will create algae, algae to bloom. So in order to prevent that, in a freshwater pool, you have a chlorine system, a chlorinator system, which you have chlorine and you have free chlorine. And the free chlorine is, it's not chlorine that just runs around all day, happy and go lucky, you know, it's chlorine that's there to- I'm free. I'm free. Um, no, there's chlorine that, that um, takes care of the bacteria, kills the bacteria in the pool, stabilizes the pool. And then the residual of that is the free chlorine that has to stick around so that when the free, the main chlorine does this job, there's a residual amount of chlorine left over that keeps it algae from building. And so that's what that's for. And you have to have a certain amount, uh, typically somewhere between two and four parts per million. And then also you have to keep your pH between 7.2 and 7.6. Is that there. personal hygiene? No. That <laughs> is the the alkalinity or the acidity of water is the pH. So you want it balanced. Too high and your skin will kind of get itchy and feel kind of dry. And too low, you feel like you have oil on your skin. It's kind of really mm. kind of greasy feel. Neither of those sound good. No. So you got to keep it perfect. And, you know... Uh, muriatic acid typically is what you put in to lower your pH. Uh, and then uh, bicarbonate of soda is what you put in to raise your pH. And you're constantly kind of, you're fighting that. And then um, for myself, I constantly clean it because I, I try to keep my pool chemicals at the bare minimum because I have a puppy that gets in it every day and I don't want you know, high chlorine in there. So I'm, I'm constantly struggling and fighting and scrubbing. But most of the time you would shock it like once a week. Um, and you would what you would do is you take your big pool brush and you would go around the edge and you would scrub the whole side and the bottom. And then once you do that, you shock it because that's going to release all the algae blooms and everything, molecules in the water. You shock it, run your pool equipment all night long, come back the next day and test it and your pool should be fairly clean at that point crystal clear your chlorine levels will be kind of high so you don't want to get in the pool until they're back down typically like 24 to 48 hours later wow time to go swimming 
And this is why, folks, I may not have a pool ever, or <laughs> at least in the next couple of years, because as, as a mom with two toddlers at home and a busy well, life, yeah. it's it sounds like it's like having another well, baby. The first year, you're constantly trying to figure out what you have to do to your pool to keep it balanced. And every pool is different, because the landscape around the pool is going to be different, the amount of trees, who's getting in it, what's getting in your pool, all that goes into what makes a pool different. And that's and we're still talking about freshwater pools, um, but every pool is different. But it typically takes you a, a year to figure out. And then once you figure it out, you have your own system. You know when to put in your chlorinator tabs, or when to shock it, when to clean it, when to put in some pH, when to put in some bicarbonate of soda, when to do all this stuff. And then you know you get your pool bots. I like I, I have a solar powered pool skimmer that runs around all day and night. It's Cools off the, cleans off the top. Kenny reminded me of Wally. Yeah, mm-hmm. we call it Mondo because it looks kind of like the Mandalorian spaceship. On <laughs> so we call it Mondo. And then the big one, we have the big Dolphin Supreme tractor that sits in the bottom, and it's an electric tractor, and it runs every morning at two a two to four a.m. and it cleans the insides and bottom, and it's a big giant tractor, and we call it Jaws because. It comes up out of the water sometimes, and it just oh, that's fun. And it comes back down again. So that'd the be fun to like catch on your security camera, like in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, what the heck is that? Well, sometimes I take Zuzu out, you know, and it, if it's in between two and four, you'll be out there with <laughs> Zoo, and then it gets up on the beach, and when it does that, it makes this big loud noise, and it, if you're not used to it, it kind of freaks you out. <laughs> um, and then the skimmers, you know, the skimmer basket, you got to clean those out. They catch all the big trash, and I put what's called skimmer socks in mine, and it catches more finer particles, and you change the skimmer socks out every day. So, And then your filter. Don't forget your filter, whether it's a diatomaceous earth or sand or cartridge. Uh, you got to clean those. So what's the kind of breakdown of the difference between those, and how do you know which kind you should get? Well, it'll come with your pool equipment when it's installed. And it'll say on the cartridge out there if it's a sand or DE, diatomaceous earth, and or filter, cartridge filter. Mine's a two-stage t- two, two cartridge filter that I clean every three months with a pressure washer. And when I pull it out, it is pretty nasty. But um, when I put it back in, it is as white sparkling. as sparkling clean. So I want to hear about the pools that you've visited on a home inspection that are green yeah. and <laughs> unmaintained. Uh, some of them have been abandoned for a long time, and there's things floating in it that, Ugh. and they're kind of the water's kind of black, and they need a lot of work. But then you get some—I mean, you can see some really cool, almost artistic type pools. You know, they call them freeform. And they're oh. done all—you know—they're round and different shapes, and they got waterfalls and mm. grottoes and fountains and all this cool stuff. And then some of them are just gigantic pools. Mine's a mine's a rectangular twenty thousand gallon pool, but there's some I've seen that are hundred thousand gallons, just gigantic three levels of pool. Wow, negative edge and all this stuff. And as a former coworker of mine used to say, Calgon, take me away. <laughs> um, that does sound pretty fabulous. Um, for the average home buyer who, you know, typically we see an uptick in mm-hmm. the real estate market in the summertime because mm-hmm. kids are out of school, people are moving. Yep. Um, it's yet to be seen what will happen with this summer. 
but presuming sales are up, mm -hmm. what can people who are maybe touring homes yeah. that include a pool sort of be aware of or be on the lookout for? Well, you need the first thing, if you are buying a pool, a house with a pool, first thing is to ask them, is it a saltwater pool or a freshwater pool? And also you want to know how old it is. And uh, most of the time, you know, the buyer and the seller aren't really going to meet. So there's not going to be that exchange of information. Sometimes there is, but most of the time not. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to have the pool inspected along with the home inspection. Uh, we do not perform pool inspections, but we can typically help schedule a pool inspector out there. Like Tri-County Pools is who we use a lot. I've known Steve with Tri-County for a long time. He's one of the best pool repair, pool installer, pool maintenance companies out there. There's a lot of great, other great pool inspectors and pool maintenance companies, but by, by all means, the pool, having a pool inspection is just as important as having a home inspection. Well, because to your point, it's going to become a really big part of yeah. two things. Like number one, the way that you're spending your time mm -hmm. cleaning it, maintaining it, yep. or paying somebody to yep. clean and maintain it. So if you're purchasing a home with a pool, I think it's, it's that yeah. basic education of knowing that this is an yeah. active decision. Well, I mean, there's nothing, the pools are expensive. They're not cheap. And when they break down, they're really expensive. They're, I mean, they're you, trying to get parts right now is a little bit difficult. Sure. Uh, but you don't want to go into the weekend and it's ready to get into the pool and your pool's not working or you got a leak mm -hmm. or something's broken on it or it's so dirty that you can't get in. So um, if you, I mean, I'm a ultimate DIY kind of guy, so I do all my own paint maintenance. But if you don't want to do that, you hire a company that comes out and maintains it for you. And you get on a schedule. And they come out and they clean it and they shock it and they get it ready for the weekend and you're ready to enjoy it. So Perfect. That comes at a cost, that part of, you know, worry-free pool, having somebody else do it. But, or you learn about how to maintain it and you do it yourself. A lot of people like me i really enjoy cleaning my pool i, mean, it's I can fun. tell yeah it's meditative it, it is <laughs> getting out there with the bat the the pool skimmer basket on the end of the pole and just kind of especially in the fall trying to keep all the leaves off is a struggle but it's kind of therapeutic to just get out there and clean it and put on my smart snorkel and jump down in the bottom and see if zoos dropped any rocks or anything down in the bottom that i need to get out or frisbees or toys and do a little scrubbing and ready to go. I mean, it sounds lovely. I think you may have sold me on coming over to clean the pool. Yeah. Yep. So uh, in Texas, is it is it more expensive to put in a pool with all this limestone we have around here, especially in Austin? Yeah. I mean, there's an added cost. Whether, you know, if you were to go to a where there's more topsoil than over here, say like Elgin, Bastrop, where you got more topsoil, more clay, and it's easier to dig a hole. But the costs are pretty much, other than the excavation part, other than that, the cost should be pretty much the same wherever you go. Uh, depend, and then there's a different equipment. A lot of the stuff is home automation. I mean, automated equipment that you can get an app for on your phone. And like my system is a Pentair in Telelogic, and I do everything on the app. Turn it on, turn it off, turn the spa on. Uh, there's even a way that you can buy an extra system that will even keep up your chemicals for you all by your phone. So, wow, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it costs like two grand, but if you're really into that, you know, it'll dose it and 
put the chlorine for you in there and you just make sure the bottles are filled when you need to. And that's oh, it. cool. Yeah. And uh, Aqualink, I think, has an app that's pretty good. And there might be another couple other systems that I, don't, I can't remember that do stuff like that. But it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I can pull up my, tell you what temperature the water is and turn on the waterfall or turn on the fire feature or turn on the spa. Whatever I want to do, I can do it right here. The possibilities are limitless. Yep. Imagine the days before smartphones and Well, yeah. used to, you'd go out there and it'd be this big timer, you know, that wheel and you'd set the <laughs> on and off switch and you'd set the dial for like turn on at 12 o'clock and turn off at 12 o'clock and, and that was it. That's all you did. Or you'd have a trash, a trash pump, you know, that you'd clean that out and that would be all that you'd do, you know, and you just kind of judge how much chlorine to put in how much <laughs> take a uh, take a good educated yeah, guess like, oh, that looks right <laughs> yeah, and it's like, ready to go and that's when you get in and you come out smelling like yeah. chlorine for the rest of the day yeah. and you're like your skin's what tingling yeah. and burning yeah. and you got your eyes are all dried out the good old days yep <laughs> It reminds me of a recent um, hotel stay that Ashley and I had in San Antonio <laughs> where the first day it was like, I'm feeling a little nauseous. And Ashley was like, that's bleach. Like we realized that we were like being poisoned. Well, one fun fact about me is I hate the smell of bleach. I don't understand well, why, but yeah. the more bacteria that's in the pool, the more bleachy it'll smell. Oof. And so when, really? you, go to, when yeah. you go to these public pools, Oh, and it's attaching itself, the, the bleach molecules or the chlorine molecules are attaching themselves to the bacteria or whatever contaminant that's in the pool. That's why it smells more bleachy. Yikes. <laughs> Honestly, that adds up. All the more reason to have a, your own home pool if you can. Amen. <laughs> or Although, come to Randy's. <laughs> Although water park culture is a fun thing, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, they... they you know, they shut the whole park down for a couple of days or a day, you know, while they're treating the pool. And then so they get, there's then, so much pee in the pool. There's a great yeah. South Park episode about that. Yeah. But the <laughs> like Slitterbond has like one of the most advanced filtration systems you've ever seen. I bet they're reason. like developing new technology. Yeah. Now you're, you're getting these uh, natural pools. You're not really supposed to swim in them. I guess you could put fish in them, but they're kind of like rocks and you know, lily pads and grasses and stuff like that. And that's Ooh, a big thing now. Pretty. Yeah, How? A, oh, sorry, Randy. I didn't yeah. mean to interject, no. but I am wondering about something that we've toyed around with the idea, but not done the proper amount of research yet. Um, which is a craze sweeping the nation, the stock tank pool. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's, that sounds awesome. Um, I don't know how long they'll last. I mean, you, I, I don't see how you can keep those stock tanks. I think are like you fill them up and then you empty them. Well, no, they have, there are definitely companies. I'm trying to think of the name of the one that's in round rock. Yeah. There must be a way to where the chlorine doesn't affect the metal parts. Yeah. The galvanized metal. Because I don't know how they do it, but obviously it's like a more affordable and less, um, for the folks who, like I mentioned to you earlier, maybe don't have the impervious mm -hmm. soil space mm -hmm. in their yard to put in an in-ground pool, but don't want an above-ground yeah. pool, the stock tank can be yeah. a good middleman. I mean, you get uh, galvanized metal and chlorine water and it's going to cause electrolysis and it's going to instantly corrode or start corrosion. 
But they must put a liner or something inside to keep it from from that happening. More to come. Yeah, there's a... I'm sure there's a way to do it. And you drop a little motor in there and keeps the water turning over and you're ready to go. Yeah, I think they're in Austin, obviously, there's a lot of tiny houses and now there's a lot of stock tank pools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just everything. Well, I, I've swam in Miniature. a lot of stock tanks growing up in the, where I grew up. So uh, it's fun. I mean, got to take a dip, get cooled off. Sometimes literally anything will do the trick yeah. as long as it's wet. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, you can put in a, you can roll in a big tank, round tank and drop it in the backyard and fill it up with water and put a little motor in there and ready to roll. It's kind of like an above ground pool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a, a little classier. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's questionable. I mean, you're in a stock tank and you're swimming around. It's kind of like how RVs are like the thing now, like super trendy to go in an RV, whereas I remember in the 90s being like, Mm, RV life, okay. (laughs) Everything just has its own time. Winnebago. Yeah. (laughs) There's a season for everything. There's another Winnebago. Yeah, RVs and above ground pools are having their moment. It's come full circle. I mean, I've seen. To 1970. I parked next to an RV, a Mercedes. uh, Mercedes Airstream, uh, and man, was it nice! I bet it was. I had to Google it and just see how much it cost. Of course, we're talking two hundred thousand and up for this thing, but wow, it and was thing. sleek you, and nice. Yeah, you can't you can't poke at RV culture anymore because it's it's a lot of money going into those things. Not to mention gas costs. Oh God. Yeah, well, but, that's the thing. You get and diesel's not cheap either, and a lot of these big RVs are diesel motors. And, not cheap anymore, so yeah. it's another good reason to stay home and get a pool. Stay home, get that's a pool. Right. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of other maintenance stuff that's required that we didn't talk about. That if you are considering buying a pool or buying a house with a pool or considering putting one in, uh, whoever you use, whatever contract, make sure you, he goes over all of the parameters that you know exactly what you're getting into before you put it in or before you buy it. Cause it's, it is fun, but like I said, maintenance, 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 and maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. Well, Randy, if folks need to contact you, not for a pool inspection necessarily, but yeah. a good recommendation or a home inspection, what's the best way for them to get in touch? You can uh, reach out to us. You can call me on the business line, three five five one two three five zero. 0123 or 512-789-2710. You can reach us at barfieldhomeinspections.com. That's wrong. You now, could go to... Barfieldhomeinspection.com. There we I go. Was, just the one. I was testing you. Yeah. Uh, and you also, there are a lot of... You can look at our blog on the website. You can get the newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe to the podcast. Or you can reach us at randy at barfieldhomeinspection.com amazing Woohoo! confetti drops <laughs> mic drop well thanks for a fabulous friday morning yep. in your beautiful kitchen and thanks. a great day by the pool great day by the pool stay warm i mean stay cool by the pool have fun and be safe out there see you next time thanks randy thanks randy thanks, thanks.